0: now beginning uh, today's episode is dealing with abuse which I think is a pretty tricky thing to deal with I think a lot of us um, have been recipients and sometimes we've been givers and sometimes both at the same time you know knowing how to change our patterns is probably uh, the hard thing to do and um, you know some people have Grown up in uh, more abusive situations than others, and um, it's the things that we do to help us get through and still feel that we're good people can be the hard part And um, some of these abusers, abusive patterns, have gone on for many generations, and uh, you know the patterns instilled from one generation to the to the other over and over again. And so it's important, I think, for us to learn, you know, um, options to know how to deal with the abuse and also how to um, to change how we think, to change how we see people and to change how we um, give our children opportunity to deal better with the situation. I think, so for my part, my... My mother grew up in um, in Italy, and um, you know her her father was a prisoner of war, and um, her brother I think didn't see his father until he was five years old, and um, his father also then went to Australia to try and get work because in that day there was not much work in Italy, and um, so you know a lot of their life grew up without the father being there. Which I think was a difficult thing, and so these experiences um, make it hard to know how to deal with men because you have not had dad around a lot. And I think her, her father's father, they grew up in his household. Um, there was a lot of jealousy, and um, some of the um, yeah, some of the some of the the goings on in the family were not always so kind and loving. And these experiences that we have as children are often difficult and affect how we value ourselves. And often the training that we receive, particularly between zero to seven, which is when our first chakra is under development. And the first chakra is about, you know, belonging and sitting in and feeling where we need to be. Uh, this all happens in this time of childhood. And so it's important, I think, in that time to feel love and to feel acceptance and to feel that you are a a worthwhile person and to feel that you are a great person and that, you know, it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to learn from the mistakes and not to fear mistakes and not to fear not to fear judgment and that, you know, we can be treated with love and respect in that time. But, you know, I know myself as a mum of little kids, uh, one one of my worst experiences, I think, if I think about being a mother, was a time when I was um, taking my oldest to school and he um, he was a bit nervous because we'd change from one school to another and um, he wouldn't get out of the car and he'd go to the back And I'd go there and he'd drunk to the front. And so we were getting, you know, playing this chasing game. And unfortunately, I was so frustrated because I had offered to take another lady who was being abused to the counsellor. How ironic. And then in the end, I remember saying to him, oh, I wish you weren't in the family. And if I could rip those words out of my mouth, I would rip them out and have never put them in there. So I think, uh, you know, we've all had experiences where we've said the wrong thing and done the wrong thing and maybe hurled some abuse at someone um, in, in time of desperation. And uh, I think, you know, for me, I think that was a terrible thing to say and also, um, you know, not good for him because I would never wish him out of our family. And so I think in times of um, great duress, we, we sometimes can be the abuser. And we can say things that we don't really mean or, you know, in a quiet moment would know that was harmful to other people. But, you know, having worked through a lot of things too and still in the process of working through things, often this patterning is what happened to us. You know, we, you know, in frustration, moments of frustration, sometimes our parents or our siblings spoke to us in a way that was not uplifting or respectful. And we can resort to those particular experiences. So another experience um, of mine was, um, I remember being a kid and being in the bath and my mum telling me off about something. I can't remember what it was. But I remember feeling, and it was probably justified, like, you know, I probably hadn't done the right thing, but I remember being very um, offended and wounded. And now put back the clock another, forward another 20-odd years, and my kids were in the bath, three or four of them, and I went in there and told them all off. And then I stepped back and thought, ah, what have I done? And I could see that, you know, that same pattern had continued. And so, you know, I think, first of all, it requires us to admit when we have been uh, abusing and to examine the pattern and to see why this is happening. And, you know, what has caused us to come to this point in our lives where we feel the need to abuse and where we feel um, the need to justify um, our being not so kind. So um, having said that, sometimes we are the recipient of, um, of the abuse and um, I think... It's not okay to be abused and it's not okay to abuse. And so recognizing sometimes that we are being abused is important. Now, on a lighter note, and not necessarily abuse, my husband's a salesman, and so he would sometimes use what he calls the alternative clothes on me. And so he would say to me, oh, would you like to go to movie A or movie B? And I would be happily choosing between movie A or B, not realising that this was his. Uh, these two choices were his choices in movies, and I was choosing between the ones that he wanted. Now, really, that doesn't upset me at all. But it was his way of getting what he wanted. You know, I think sometimes that's um, we can do that. You know, give um, give options of what we want. And, you know, sometimes that's a good thing to do to help children make better choices, to give them, you know, good options. But we have to be careful to see that we are not too controlling. And I think in terms of our children, it's important to teach them how to make good decisions and to experience sometimes a bad decision of their own and the consequences. Of course, you know, keeping our children reasonably safe, but still allowing them the experience of, um, you know, making mistakes, which we could call self-abuse. Now, uh, self-abuse is uh, another whole can of worms as well, because self-abuse um, means that we don't always value ourselves, we may not eat the best, we may not get enough sleep, we may not do exercise or, you know, do our quiet time or our prayer and our scripture and The other things that we know we need to do because we feel we have to um, serve the family and you know look after people so sometimes these patterns are necessity you know like if your child's been up vomiting all night then these things might have to be let go but if this becomes a pattern um, of always putting other people before ourselves then this can become quite harmful and not only is it harmful to ourselves but it's harmful to our family because we're not setting the right example of taking good care of ourselves which is important because we're setting the precedent for how you take care of yourself in later life. And uh, we wouldn't want our sons or daughters or our friends, sons or daughters or any relative of ours feeling that they must abuse ourselves, abuse themselves to keep other people happy or safe. And so, learning to have this balance between give and take, yin and yang, between ourselves and our families and our work and um, our friends, is quite a juggling act. And so, here I think it becomes very important to tune into your feelings and to tune into what you feel within your heart is acceptable and not. Now, someone posted in the uh, in the Facebook group uh, um, an example of. An example of um, narcissistic abuse, and um, I think um, you know sometimes um, people can be uh, very controlling, and sometimes they use the love as a way of controlling, and you know being overly loving. And this is a very com- uh, common common um, experience. Uh, you know, I was dealing with a client and. Uh, You know, she was speaking to me of, um, you know, a boyfriend that was very loving and controlling, and in the end, it got to the point that she realised realised that um, he was controlling her, and so she tried to get out of that relationship. But you know, he she was beginning to be stalked, and so this can become quite frightening when you um, when you feel that your life is in danger. And I think, you know, if if things ever get to this point, we really do need help. And we need to be able to um, ask for help externally from our family, perhaps even from, uh, you know, therapists, and sometimes even if our life is in danger from the police. And, you know, it's most important that we keep ourselves safe and we keep our family members safe. And so... um, Sometimes the the patterning of how people abuse us can be by showing extra love and then by withdrawing that love. So withdrawal of love or, you know, not being spoken to or uh, being given the silent treatment are all forms of abuse and withdrawal of love is also a form of abuse. And, you know, sometimes as parents we... Um, there is a fine line. So, you know, sometimes, you know, if we our child exhibits, you know, the behavior of, you know, yelling and screaming or carrying on, we can say, when you do that, I don't like it. And, you know, it makes me unhappy. But I guess there's a fine line in between um, teaching your children that it's their job to make us happy, which it isn't. It's their job to help be part of a family and learn how to deal with a family. And um, be able to, uh, you know, give each person in the family opportunity to be who they are. Uh, it can be a fine line between, you know, controlling and abusing, as opposed to allowing, you know, people to experience the choices that they need to make. Uh, and you know, I think all these choices within families and within in relationships, um, you know, married relationships, girlfriend, boyfriend. Even work relationships too. Um, we need to use our intuition and our feelings to know when we're erring and when other people are um, stepping over the boundaries that we need to have. And having healthy boundaries is really an important part of this, because when something doesn't feel right or comfortable, uh, we know that that's um, we're that we're allowing people to overstep our boundaries. And this is not a good situation for us or for them because people learn about boundaries by us insisting on our boundaries. Uh, you know, we don't have to yell and scream about our boundaries, but we can be calmly stating that we're uncomfortable with what happened or with how we were spoken to and, you know, always insisting on being spoken to in a nice way. And also, when we make the mistake and we abuse, we we do need to apologize and acknowledge what we have done. I had a friend who, who was in a relationship that was quite unhealthy. And, um, you know, in the beginning, this person seemed kind and loving and was encouraging. Uh, you know, she was taken advantage of and fell pregnant and then, you know, married this person. But once she fell pregnant, um, the abuse began and it's big down to her. Once she had the child, he would actually um, pretty much lock her in the house, take the keys, take the car seat, the pram, everything with him so that she couldn't get out. Now, she was smart and eventually found a spare set of keys and found... Friends that had a spare car seat in the pram and, and she would, you know, enable herself to get out. And when confronted with this, he was blaming her and for her, um, her moods and all this sort of thing. And which is often what happens when someone abuse, abuses, they blame the abused for causing them to um, have this behaviour. But we cannot blame other people for our Behaviour, we we must take responsibility. We can admit that what they do drives us mad, but that we lose the plot with someone is, um, is we have to take responsibility for. And um, when someone loses the plot at us, um, we we need to either you know leave the situation or ask them to remove themselves, or take our family and ourselves away from this situation to get out of the way of the abuse. And um, as the counsellor explained to my friend, she said, "If you throw a frog into boiling water, the frog will jump straight out. But if you put that same frog into a pot of cold water and slowly heat it up, eventually the frog becomes cooked because it doesn't realise that that um, the, the water is getting hotter and hotter and it doesn't know when to jump. And so it is with us in difficult situations that you know we are slowly getting cooked without realising it. And when we have been abused, this makes us very cautious to open our heart again and to allow people in because we don't want to feel that same pain or difficulty. And so um, often we need help to work on these things that we've experienced, to um, understand what part is ours, what part is from our family, what part is from our work, what part is from our relationship, and to you know have clarity about where our boundaries lie and what is important for us to say no to. All right, so if we talk about energy in these terms now, um, we're going into the fourth chakra, which is about loving and being loved. So this fourth chakra is um, weakened by grief, longing and loneliness. And sometimes when we're lonely, we're so desperate for attention that we're willing to take any attention, even if it's bad attention. Also being unable to let a situation go. Now, in my time, sometimes in having an argument with my husband, I'll bring back something from the past. My husband calls it the filing the filing cabinet. <laughs> it's like <gasps> going straight into that... Um, uh, filing cabinet and look, this is, you know, pulling out a file and like, this is the evidence, you know, this is when you did this. And it's like we can't let it go. And yes, it's true, maybe they did do that and maybe that was a mistake that they made. But we can't be um, holding on to that for the rest of our for the rest of our lives. So it's important to um, recognize that we were unhappy with someone's behaviour in the past, and being able to uh, being able to uh, move past that, acknowledge what happened and acknowledge that we don't like what happened and the way that that went down, and then also being able to forgive. Now, forgiving someone that's been abusive doesn't mean in any way, shape, or form that we condone um, the the behaviour. Or that we, um, our forgiveness is allowing them to get away with the behaviour. Not at all. Forgiveness is about allowing ourselves to be free of them. Because if we don't forgive, it's like we're hanging on to them all our life. Now, notice we've had a couple of people join in. Welcome. You know, if you'd, if you'd like to, um, uh, you know, raise your hand. You can press star two on this one, or uh, you can type in on the. Um, On the website, the Facebook site, um, any questions or queries and, you know, I think, um, as some people have put in our Facebook group, some aspects of abuse that that we might occur with, might occur within our lives. So some of these abuses I think can be self-abuse again and we talked a little bit about that, how we we might not treat ourselves in a loving manner, you know, mixing with people that aren't good influence to us and, you know, uh, weaken our resolve to take care of our health or our happiness and, you know, we involve we involve ourselves in behaviors that we perhaps are not comfortable with but feel pressured to do so. And so people like that that call themselves friends aren't really friends because they're not helping us to be the best that we can and I'm... I, Always maintain that true friends help us to be better than we are, and support us in our journey to be our best self. And I think true friends do call us out on our behaviour that's not acceptable. And um, I, you know, I have some good energy worker friends that will call me on things that I am, you know, getting stuck on, and I might be blaming other people for problems that are really my own. And I think, you know, we need to um, own what is ours, and also. Um, you know, sometimes inadvertently we own other people's problems and feel like we have to fix all the problems. And we can do this particularly at work. You know, if we have a boss that's a bit difficult, we can try to fix everything so the boss doesn't get upset with us. But sometimes the boss needs to own that he, that he is part of the problem or she is part of the problem. And the same within in our marriages. You know, we both need to own what's ours and admit what's ours and be willing to face those things all right so continuing on the fourth chakra all right so I forgive easily and completely and there's a generational problem here on dad's side dad's dad and his dad and stubbornness um, being sensitive to other people's stubbornness sometimes Alright, I love those who need forgiving for not being what I wanted them to be. Okay, now we're going into the sixth chakra. And this one's weakened by instability and also um, active outcomes, active, ima- active imagination in negative outcomes. So, you know, uh, almost like catastrophizing about what could be bad and what's going to go wrong. And and I I think, you know, For me, I think this was a very big thing when, you know, some of my children went through their rebels and, you know, I felt that I was making a mistake by not controlling them and not preventing them from doing those things and it was a hard thing to let go. It was a hard thing to let them go and do their things and, you know, do what they had to to be who they were and, you know, some people have to do the hard things like some people have to touch the hot hot stove. To believe that it's hot and get burnt once before they learn. And, you know, sometimes it's like that, that when we were teenagers, we had to go out with the, the rebel boyfriend and, you know, learn the hard way that it, that can be difficult. Sometimes we have to, um, you know, wear the wrong clothes going <laughs> out and freeze to death, um, in you know, in the guise of trying to look good. Um, and track detention, um, and we have to learn from those difficulties, you know, that, and make the mistake. And so our parents try to prevent us from, you know, having to experience those, those things and not have the pain, but sometimes some people have to learn from the pain. So being able to allow those around us to learn from their mistakes, encouraging helping trying to prevent but we cannot and sometimes we just have to watch and when they're in the mud we have to allow them to be in the mud and hold the towel at the edge for when they come out Alright, right so um, I'm aware in every moment and I think you know it's not a, a bad thing to check in with our feelings at different times to feel where we're at and, you know, what we're buying into and the feelings that we feel in certain situations, whether it's truly um, how we see it is or, you know, that we're falling into the story that we tell ourselves. Um, You know, sometimes we're triggered by our friends and and not because it's actually their thing, but it's, it's our own behavior we're seeing triggered in them. Or sometimes we're seeing, you know, when other people are abused, that it really triggers us and we want to defend that person. We can be almost aggressively defending that person because we care. I live my life on purpose. And, you know, how much of our time is spent um, trying to keep other people happy or, um, you know, feeling that we need to, um, feeling that we have to keep other people happy or, you know, save them all the time. And you know, while it's noble to save people, it's not always the most important thing and some people need to fall down. Uh I remember Carolyn Cooper talking about a friend of hers that did energy work on her daughter every day who was struggling with drug addictions and with difficulties and um, in the end Carolyn told her that she had to she had to let go and stop. And within that week the girl was um, arrested. Um but you know, come forward in time, that, that girl became the woman in the jail that greets the kids that are in trouble and helps them and teaches them. So she needed to fall to be able to, um, you know, address her issues and, you know, come to a good place. And so sometimes we, we want to save people from this pain and suffering, which is noble, but sometimes it's the wrong thing to do. And so, you know, watching people self-abuse can be really hard and really painful. But sometimes it's what they have to go through to understand. Okay, I trust God or the universe that all outcomes in my life are for my highest good. And even if you speak to people that have been abused um, and you can address with them, you know, the good and the bad... Even when you look at, you know, the, what they've lost through that bad experience, um, you know, what they've gained through that bad experience, they can even see the strengths that have come through that difficult experience that they couldn't have got in any other way. And so it is with all the experiences, the good, the bad, the abuse, all those other things, there are strengths that come through this experience. That we couldn't get any other way, and not that we need to seek abuse or to allow abuse or to you know strive to abuse. We don't want that, but it, there is always growth that comes through it, and healing can come through it as well. All right now, aura comes up here, and um, this is where people can latch onto us in an unhealthy way, so we can have hooks, and this is where we're allowing people to live off our energy and, um, you know, to latch onto us. So healthy latching, of course, would be breastfeeding and allowing, you know, the baby to nurture from us, which is important and helps make that connection. But, um, you know, sometimes we can... Um, In breastfeeding, we can allow the baby to use us as a dummy rather than a pacifier. So learning the right balance of giving love and showing love and also helping that baby to learn its independence. So abuse can also take the form of being overly protective or um, being too giving. All right, so now layers of the aura are coming up. The fourth layer of the aura, which is the astral layer, this extends out about you know twelve inches or thirty centimeters, um, and it's related to the heart chakra. So um, the it's the astral layer is like the the bridge between the physical and the spiritual world, and it's and often it's seen as pink, and it's like the um, the reading of the state of love that the person's resonating at. And I think when the fourth chapter is about, um, you know, loving and forgiving, the fourth layer would also relate to that. And, you know, it's really important that we do show love and that we operate through a pace of love. But, you know, also knowing that if we love someone, that we will not allow them to abuse us because that's not helpful to them. So knowing where to draw the line is a really important part of abuse. All right, now fifth chapter comes up here. So the fifth chakra is about speaking up, it's about truth. And I think you know, years ago I, I, a lot of times would say what I think other people wanted me to say, and I probably wasn't even right. I wasted a lot of energy on doing that. So I'm trying to get better at saying the truth. Sometimes I find it difficult, um, and uh, I'm trying to be better and more honest with people and. Um, You know, as a as a person that works with people, um, talking about the difficult things, you know, talking about the relationships that are tricky and talking about um, the way we see ourselves. And, you know, it can be very helpful for someone to talk to us in that manner. Like, um, you know, when I go and talk about my things and the things that I'm upset about, I might be really upset with someone. But in the end, the issue is mine and not the other person's. And being able to deal with the things that are ours, but also dealing with people that have abused us. And when we have been abused, the abuse is stuck in our body. It's literally in our tissues, in our energy field, in our organs, and it's like that. That damage, hate, has to be extracted from our body. And oftentimes, we need help to do that. You know, we can ask for help from above. And we can ask to be led to the people that will help our healing. But um, all of us, I think, need help in addressing the the abuse that we have received and uh, knowing how to remove that from our bodies. Okay, so I no longer fear rejection when I speak honestly. Um, Love opens the door for me to feel whole and complete. Uh, It's now the right time to express the best of who I am now. I release the fear and doubt that blocks the way to my creative expression. I have the right to be heard. And, uh, I, you know, I've had many a warm discussion with my husband about, um, you know, people's feelings. And he's saying, well, sometimes their feelings are wrong. And I'm like, how can their feelings be wrong? <laughs> but he's like, well, you know, maybe they misinterpret the situation. And, and that can be true, you know, um um the lady that taught NET spoke of um, you know seeing a dead dog at the side of the road, and she loved dogs, and she was so upset to see a dead dog, and uh, she thought it was a big black dog that she was you know crying and upset, and when they actually got closer, it wasn't a dead dog at all, it was a plastic bag. But with her emotional reality was that that was a dead dog, and her physiology reacted to those feelings. And so it is in our life, you know, we react to the feelings and the perceptions that we have, whether they're wrong or right. It's our emotional reality and that's what our physiology reacts to. And so, you know, feelings aren't necessarily right or wrong, they're feelings. But we need to address them and listen to them and work with the feelings that we have. All right, my intuition and... This is big chakra now. My intuition and awareness are gifts. And so this awareness of our feelings and of other people's feelings, while it can be painful for some people, is also a gift because we can understand where other people are coming from. All right, also what comes up here is the Celtic weave. Okay, and um, at the back, like the back here, so it's almost like sometimes people can stab us in the back. And that can damage our field and so as we as I said before abuse can cause damage within our field and that damage needs help and um, sometimes we need other people's help to heal the damage that we have all right so that means the seventh chakra now all right so the seventh chakra is weakened by earthly attachments uh. And, you know, sometimes that's when things become more important to us or power or I guess mortal things become more important to us than spiritual things. And of course we do need to feed ourselves and take physical care of our body. But in the end, you know, if you've ever had someone close to you die, it really brings everything into perspective because you realise then that the physical things aren't so important. The relationships we have and the love that we show to people is much more important than anything. All right. And also what shows up here is feelings of being abandoned by God or with the universe. And you know, when you when you've been abused abused, you can feel abandoned. You can feel like you were left totally on your own. And it is a horrific experience. Again, sometimes these experiences, though terrible, uh, will serve us later in life because of the strength that we can develop through overcoming. Uh, we will be stronger and be able to deal with, um, with many deeper situations in later life. And not that we would ever wish abuse upon anybody, Learning and forgiving and growing through the experiences of abuse that we have experienced are the most empowering experiences that you can ever have. And to get to the point where you can forgive and love the abuser, not the not the action, never condoning the action ever, but seeing past the abuser. And many abusers have been abused. And, you know, their behavior is learnt behavior because they have experienced it. And, you know, for them it's learning another way to deal with their strong emotions and being able to deal in a good way with situations which are beyond their control. And I think here to mention victim mentality too. So someone that's been abused, in the past feels often that it must have been their fault. That that must have been, you know, some reason that they were abused, you know, they weren't smart enough or clever enough or pretty enough or whatever enough. And they take some sort of blame in the abuse, which of course is incorrect. Um, And so then when their wife or husband does something in that later years that they don't like, in their head is, oh, see, even my husband or wife doesn't think I'm worthwhile and they didn't have dinner ready on time or they didn't, you know, come home in time for me to go out and, you know, then they uh, are angry and abuse the other person because they see the thing that didn't happen the right way as them not being respected and confirming that they aren't good enough. And this becomes this disgusting cycle that is really hard to get out of. All right, so let's put an affirmation in, I easily get out of my pattern. Uh, I'm greater than my pattern. I am not my pattern. Okay, now first chakra comes up here. And the first chakra is about belonging and fitting in and knowing, you know, where we fit in at work or at family or with other people. Now adrenal fatigue comes in here. And I think, you know, if you've been defending yourself and feeling under pressure, you know, if you've lived in a family where there was abuse or where there was arguments or unrest and, you know, a lot of flaring up, we're living always under um, this stress of having to defend ourselves and always being on guard and waiting for who's going to attack me next. So it's like walking through the jungle and, you know, wondering which animal's going to come and jump on you and attack you. And so when we live like this, it's like we, um, when we're under this attack, it's like we're always living on adrenaline. And eventually we can't have adrenal fatigue from leave, being under this pressure the whole time. All right, so I am safe. Um, and even if we can say, even if I'm not safe now, I allow myself to get to safety or to have safety. And realistically, if your life is in danger, you need to leave. You need to get out of where you are and get help. There are always refuges for people that are really in abusive relationships. There's no reason to stay in an abusive relationship. Often what happens in abusive relationships is that you've been criticized and belittled for so long that you no longer believe you have any worth. And this is part of the fabrication that's often uh, woven around abusive situations. And a friend of mine said she was so terrible that she said she didn't even think that she could go into McDonald's and order something that she felt so lacking in confidence. And it took her a lot of courage to leave her situation. She had to go and, first of all, get her own bank, uh, a bank account and you know be able to have her own money to be able to escape and it took a lot of courage for her to do that and um, basically in this particular situation her husband abused her and she left the house and ran down the road and and she was out in a you know, a country area and a police guy happened to come by and picked her up and went back and got her son and she was able to go into a refuge well, she was also abused, but in the end, um, you know, she was able to leave there and she's become a wonderful, strong person. And even though this abuse has been terrible, it has enabled her to become an most amazing woman. And, uh, you know, she's had courage far beyond my own, and I take my hat off to her regularly. All right, I give myself permission to thrive, and um, I'm worthy to thrive. Okay, we still have, we have to go back into the sixth chakra again now. All right, now um, in the sixth chakra come here like the upper frontal sinuses, like up here and up in here. And the pituitary gland comes into play here as well. Now, for some reason, I feel like I should look up pituitary. So this is Carol Truman's little book, uh, Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. And it's interesting to look up your physical problems and to see what... What's underneath that? All right. So, um, all right. Not being able to see the good in all things. Sometimes we can be in that situation where we can't see how how good could possibly come out of this terrible situation. Think of that movie, is it? Stuart Little and the the silver lining. All right. So, still on the sixth chakra. All right. Uh, so what comes up here is dominating possessive. And sometimes we like that with our children. We control everything because we don't want them to get hurt and we want them to have the best life. And, uh, you know, we don't want them to have any bad experiences. But then that's robbing them. How can they learn if they don't have any bad experiences or hurt themselves or learn how to make good choices if we never let them? All right, so some gene stuff here from Dad. And gold is the feeling and being galled with self. And sometimes we're angry with ourselves if we've been in an abusive situation. How did I let myself do this? How could I be so stupid? And we, you know, we speak to ourselves in a really awful way. Now some gene on that too from mum. And again, another feeling of being annoyed with ourselves, miffed. Alright, a bit more gene stuff again from dad dad's mum and uh, if I think here of my dad's mum she, she had seven boys and one girl, remember I have six boys and one girl and her husband had a business they had borders, there was a war um, you know the, she had other difficulties as well and I think sometimes we feel trapped, we feel like how can this get better, we can't see a way out But even asking ourselves, how could this get better? Often solutions will come and we'll see ways to make it better and help ourselves to cope. All right. Believing there is a solution, even though maybe and sometimes we cannot see the solution immediately. Um, I allow myself to find a solution. Good. All right. So I just want to check in on a couple of ones. I easily get out of my pattern. It's strong. I... I'm greater than my patent strong, I'm not my patent is strong, um, I am safe, uh, I forgive myself for periods in my life which weren't safe, even if I'm not safe now, I allow myself to have safety and to get to safety. I give myself permission to thrive and I'm worthy to thrive, my family is worthy to thrive, my business is worthy to thrive, my health is worthy to thrive. Uh, there is a solution i allow myself to find a solution Uh, i am stronger than any experience that i've had Uh, true healing is possible i'm worthy of true healing i allow true healing all right so anyway on that note i'm grateful for those that have listened in and those that will listen in later please feel free to share what i've shared with you today is given freely with love and hope that you can share that with other people okay see you